Welcome to 2x2, Two Two, the podcast where we finally get into pro wrestling Noah. I'm Envy, I use they them pronouns, and this is my co-host. Hi, I'm AJ, I use they or she pronouns. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited, because today we're talking about a person that we, uh, we've we been told we should have checked out like since episode one of this show. Mm. Like The second we started this show and people started listening, they've been like, hey, you need to check out this, this man right here, someone you need to look at. Uh, and now we are Takeshi Murishima. I don't think Finally. anyone's told me to look into Murishima. I just knew him as a figure, but I don't know I'm, anything about him before coming into this. I know, I know for a fact that people have told us to watch this. Movie. Okay, uh, but and was... I am, I'm, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. AJ. Okay, sorry. Maybe the universe, the universe. Okay, did. okay. Uh, and the universe was right, because I fucking love this man. I love this man so much, I love him with all my heart. Oh, tailor-made for 2 by 2 this guy. Honestly, though, like, I feel... Okay. Remember when we found... Found, but remember when we first saw Takayama? Mm, When we were enlightened. I feel... When we were enlightened to the power (laughs) of Takayama. I I have a similar feeling here. It's like, oh... Mm. He's he's the perf he's the perfect man. Yeah, and <laughs> he's the perfect one. When you said that while we were watching, I had like been thinking up to that like this kind of feels like the first time we watched a Takayama match. <laughs> like yeah, that was yeah, that was a mutual feeling. That was Yeah. <sighs> down down to the first match we saw uh, featuring a disrespectful little shit. Got two disrespectful little shits, please. Shibata isn't that small. Uh, but he's a little shit. He is a little shit, but he's not that small. No, he's a, he's a uh, he, tall I, I little thinking, shit. I was thinking correlation between Ogawa and Kenta. Mm, mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Takeshi Morishima, uh, sadly, uh, I was about to say passed away. He's not passed away at all. No. He's retired. Uh, we're going to... I think he's... Uh, uh, we're yeah, we're going to talk about it. that because here's the thing. Most of what I could find written down about him is about what's happened after his retirement. Yeah, like yeah. uh this first match that we watched the tag match between Shibata and Kenta and Miroshima and Yone for the GHC five yeah it's from 05, from 05 that's I for think? the GHC yeah, tag uh, championships uh yeah. well yeah you know I went on to if you go on to uh Marishima's Wikipedia page and it's got like the pro wrestling Noah section 2000 to 2015 it's like mm-hmm. oh uh he frequently tagged with Takeshi Rikio as Wild 2, and the duo have previously held the JHC Tag Team Championship on March 2nd, 2008. So, like, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you know. I mean, that, I feel like that's been the case with most of, um, with most Noah, like, articles and things like that. Mm. Like, I had the exact same thing with, um, with, um, uh, oh my god, Funky King, Taniguchi. Yeah. Uh, I had the exact same thing of like he debuted and he had this really impressive debut in 2000. Then in 2012, like yeah. okay, what happened between that decade? Yeah, then? I guess it's like, you know, 
I, I guess they just don't consider it important enough to summarize unless it's yeah, like a big so. major thing but yeah. you know that sucks for us when like unfortunately unless you're finding somewhere unless you're finding a specific article or a translation of a specific article like i think we will uh, like we, we'll talk about later um mm-hmm. then generally any site that you go to for information on wrestlers it it's just going to be like ripped from the wikipedia yeah, pretty much. Um, and like, uh, that's why I, in a rare, in a rare thing for me is just like I, I don't get a ton of time in my just like a regular free time to watch wrestling just because. Um, mm. But this time, I actually made sure to like watch a lot of other Morishima matches mm. as well, just because I wanted to, because he was he's just really good and fun to watch. Yeah, I watched a couple um, with you, but I haven't seen more yeah. than that really. Yeah, I've watched I've watched we we watched him versus Misawa together. That was uh, it was fucking so good. Uh, Again, I've like another this... another like yeah. Misawa versus Takayama level uh-huh. fight. Really? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, I've watched him versus Marafuji, I've watched him versus Rikio, I've watched him versus... Um, mm. I watched the Rikio uh, one not... with you as well, but I don't yeah, think yeah, I've seen yeah. the others yet. Yeah. Uh, I watched him and Hashi, I think, versus uh, uh, Claudio Castagnoli, Cesaro in WWE, God. and Chris Hero, and that fucking ripped. Um, we are... I, I also... We... We promised it before, and we're going to promise it again. We are absolutely doing a bonus episode on his ROH run. Yes, because uh, he had a fucking incredible one. Uh, you know, we're watching the we're watching the Daniel Bryan match, uh, maybe even plural. We're watching Nigel McGuinness and all those Homicide had a match in there. I saw oh, like there's a lot of it. fun. We've got to watch him versus Homicide. Yeah, are you fucking kidding really, me? I really, really want to. I really oh, want to. I've got to see what kind of match Homicide puts together with this man. <laughs> Oh, it's that's gonna be so, so exciting! Much fun. I we should do like just a whole fucking feature length episode on his. Maybe we even do like a Kenta thing of watching the whole title run. Honestly, God. we just fucking might. Uh, we'll 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 come out with details on that later. But like, I love I love this man, mm. and I've seen I've I've um I've purposefully not read up on him because I want to learn learn about him from you a little bit. Yeah. But I have watched people, like I have searched around for other people talking about him, mm. and see, I'm I haven't surpri- done that like, part, really. Okay, well there we go. Uh, I'm really surprised because it's actually pretty divided. Mm. Like there are a lot of people who think he's exactly as good as he is and as we think he is, <laughs> but then there's also like a considerable amount of people who like say things like, well. He's got a he's got an impressive physique and some cool power moves, but beyond that, there's not much there. You and could like, say what that about fuck? so many wrestlers. That doesn't really yes. mean anything. No, but like it's the uh, there's not mu- there's not much there beyond the stuff that's there. <laughs> yeah, but like there's still a thing of like the the thing that really drew me. Uh, the thing that really drew me into Marishima at this point, or when we started these matches. Specifically in the in the tag match in his first like exchange of blows with Shibata, mm. wasn't just that he was big and that he had cool power moves. It was the fucking intensity mm. that he did everything with. Yeah, it- I have never I have never seen somebody 
just fucking like I don't I don't know if that that first exchange he has with Shibata where he just fucking clubs him down to the ground. Yeah, he just like I don't know if that other. was a I don't know if it was a receipt like for a for Shibata throwing something too hard or something, but he looks like he's murdering him, and then they just continue that intensity for the rest of the See, match. The thing is, though, if it's Manishima versus Shibata, how could you yeah. possibly tell? Yeah, like, yeah. Like no, I, I know, I'm, I'm I know, sure, but like. like you, the kind of stuff that would normally make you say like, "Oh, was that a receipt?" Like, I just assume that's mm-hmm. their style. <laughs> yeah, but that's the but that's the thing, right? Of like when when you genuinely can't tell if that was a fucking shoot or not, mm. then it's pretty fucking intense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and especially between those two, and with Kenta and Yone standing on the opposite side or on the opposite corners, just waiting to get in as well. It's like. That fucking rules. It was so good. Like, it, again, people, listen to the watch-along that AJ and I did if you have access to our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash 2 by 2 uh, can get in for as little as a dollar uh, and uh, and get access to a bunch of extra shit. Uh, but, like, AJ and I are losing our fucking minds throughout that entire match. <laughs> right, right. It's just so. nonstop. It's so good. Like, it's, 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 a, it's a classic... Noah tag main event or you know yeah. maybe not even main event maybe it's a semi main event on a big show or something maybe but yeah. like you know they just fucking go for it it's everyone delivers as much as you'd want them to and like they've all got such high ceilings like they can bring so much out of each other uh, also, I, as I was saying that, Shibata did that thing where he ran the ropes, but then stopped and just slapped Yone in the face. Yeah. So let Kenta, we, we Kenta to, and Shibata do that, it both, I think yeah. that just, you know, doubles down on what I said about them being a little shit. Like, you can't, just, you can't <laughs> do that and not have me call you a no. little shit, even if you're eight no. foot. I mean, Kenta and Shibata both in this match are just like... They do, like, considering Morishima and Yone are on the other side, mm. they do feel like just, like, petulant, petulant, really talented children going up against their, like, uh, seniors in a fight. That's all of the, really that, that's good. every Kenta match from this era. <laughs> every match I've seen of, of Kenta in this era is, like, usually a yeah. multi-man tag, uh... And there'll be, there's sometimes a junior on the other side and sometimes there isn't. But either way, he always chooses like the biggest, heaviest, strongest guy to go after and mm-hmm. prove himself yep. against. Yep, 100%. And that's this entire match. And yo, like I, I'm so excited. Like again, we're going to be talking about Marishima a lot, but also I'm so, so, so excited to now have finally bore witness to uh, young Yone. Or younger God, Yone. some pep in his step, uh, that lad. He fucking incredible. I, like, those fucking, like, he, he, his moveset, I would say, is fine. Like, it, it's, it's limited in a way. Like, he uses that rolling thunder kick a lot. Mm. But it's fucking great. I wouldn't, like, if I, if I was doing that rolling thunder kick, like, he does it, I wouldn't want to use anything else either. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Like, when he did it from the fucking, for, uh, as he had, I think it's Kenta up on Marishima's shoulders. And mm. yeah, they did the Yone, version. No. Yeah, yeah. And I think Yone does it to someone who's jumping midair at him as well. Yeah, I think it's Shibata gets who's him out of the air with it. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. And he's like and that's the thing as well is like uh, you can you can go to the you can you can do 
unlimited things with a limited moveset pretty much because you still have like that mm-hmm. three like you can still tell the stories of like oh i'm yeah. using this same thing over and over again because like that's my fucking specialty but you can also exactly. you can also see how that can drive people to expect it and counter it and you can also yeah. see how instead of just stopping doing it i then put it into contexts where they can't expect it and that you know like that's like such smart wrestling that's happening. <laughs> I fucking and love it. And we see we see that we see that later as well with Shibata and Marushima as uh, Shibata manages to finally counter the lariat into an arm drag, mm. and then into the triangle, and then eventually, uh, I think I don't remember how he gets out. Oh no, I think Yone comes in and kicks uh, Shibata to break it. But like that is exactly that like marishima uses that lariat a lot and finally towards the end of the match shibata manages to counter mm. uh see it coming and manages to figure it out and like but just how fucking hard yone is in this like yeah he he's definitely such takes a... the beat end of the team oh for sure he's definitely out of the two of those he's out the of the two big boys sure. he's the heat magnet absolutely which is very funny going up against like I guess yeah, this must have been just after Kenta went up to heavyweight. Once again, I forgot this was a match for the heavyweight titles, so they're definitely yeah, heavyweights. Yeah. But yes, like, definitely. but he's just went up to heavyweight. You know, he's yeah, still yeah. very much smaller than them. But he's a little fucking pitbull terrier just barking at uh, Saint Bernard. <laughs> like he's fucking barking up a huge fucking tree uh, with an afro at the top, and Yone just. <laughs> Like, Kenta, Kenta, there's a moment in the beginning that I love so much. Kenta gets thrown out of the ring by Marishima. Mm. Um, and Yone is, like, waiting for him down there. And Kenta had been, like, dazed inside the ring because he got beaten down like a motherfucker. And once he's outside and he sees Yone, he's just immediately squaring up again and starts slapping Yone in the face. Yeah, and Yone doesn't react. I remember that like, Yone just he, looks like, at him. He, like, gets thrown out of the ring. Yes, and then it's yes. just immediately just like, oh, someone else is in front of me. That's someone else to fight. I can ignore the person yeah. who just threw me out of the ring. Exactly. He's just looking to fight anyone he can fucking see. And Yone just takes a slap, takes a slap, looks at him like, what the fuck are you doing, kid? And then just beats the shit out of him. Mm, it's, and it's, it's great. It's so good. Yone is so fucking... Like, I I like Yone. I like current day Yone fine. Mm. But, like, I want to see this Yone more. I, w- I want to do an episode on Yone now because of this match. Hell yeah. I want to see more of this. This was fucking great. Oh no. Sorry, I just got to the spot where fucking Kenta's taken on Murashima on the apron and Yone <laughs> on the inside, both at the same yeah. time. And I think Murashima was supposed to like get 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 him when he bounced off the ropes, but then but Murashima nearly fell when he went to do the kick. Yep. So Kenta yep. has to like turn around and and just get the better of him because he <laughs> fell over. So he has to make it look like yep. it was his fault. And then all of a sudden he's yep. fighting these two giants. <laughs> so good he's just bouncing between them like in a fucking action movie he's just like going punching one run back punch the other run back punch the other it's some video game shit i love it it's yes, so fun genuinely 
And the entire time Yone is just taking punishment inside the ring, Marishima is standing by the ropes, not always in his corner, but just by the ropes, like, grabbing for anyone to hold on to. And if anyone, if Kenta or Shibata comes near the ropes at any point, Marishima is there just grabbing for them, trying to, like, hold them and beat the shit out of them. Yeah. Like, regardless of tag situation, it's so good. He's not happy with these kids. These fucking no, God starts. No. What do they reckon they're doing? He's so angry at them. He hates their <laughs> guts. And honestly, like again, every chance they get, Shibata and Kenta are both just fucking. Like, there's a couple times where um, Shibata has a perfect opportunity to bounce off the rope and uh, PK Yone, and instead he just runs straight past Yone and kicks uh Marishima on the on in the corner instead. Yeah, classic. Like, he does that a uh, number of times. Classic yeah. Segura spot. Segura does that all the time. Yeah, 100%. I, I love it. But though. like it's so good. This team fucking hates each other. These teams fucking hate each other and it makes for an incredible fucking match. It's so fast-paced, it's so hard-hitting, it's so like well-paced. Um like there is a very clear it has the, my favorite thing in a wrestling match which is when you can hear the like default like you, it's not just that the crowd's peaks get higher they're like default center get higher as well mm. like it never it 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 always peaks in valley it always goes up and down obviously but like it always only goes higher up and then it doesn't ever quite come down as far as it went before. Yeah. So like the both the ceiling and the floor are raised simultaneously throughout the entire match and it sounds so good. Yeah, it's like it, it's you know, it keeps getting it keeps picking up to a sprint, but it go, but yeah. then it goes on like a marathon, like like the, mm-hmm. like no one can put each can you know, get the other one like to finally give up. Like no yeah. one can beat the other one. It goes on for like well, I mean, it's not. It's it's like a half hour match, roughly. So it was like you know probably just a, a couple of minutes short of a of a time limit draw. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh wait, no, it's a title match, so it would have been an hour. But whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, it, it was still just like, oh, this is this one's still going, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like they. I mean, the last couple minutes of the match is also just like not non-stop, but just. Like it's it's um it's pin attempt after pin attempt yeah. as well. I mean like they are really trying and every single move they try to pin each other with are incredibly like believable that yeah, that should be the end of the match. And then somehow uh like they don't even manage to kick out. It's always Yone coming in to kick Shibata off of him, or it's Marushima breaking up the pin, like it's stuff like that instead. Yeah, like because they are got fucking the endurance to hang in there, but they but yeah, they exactly. but not like to get out of the situation alone because of yeah, like yeah. how fucked they are by the fight. But like even yeah, from like ten from ten minutes left, it feels like it's about to end any minute. Like uh-huh. it's and that and that still steadily builds. Like it's just yeah, yeah. Th- the action, the crowd, it's all so well managed. It's so good. It's just fucking incredible. This is was this was such a good match. Um <laughs> realized that we were so excited about this match that we kind of just skipped over like who is who who's who's this man? Who who's he? Oh who, shit. Who's this okay. big man with the fancy hair? <laughs> okay. AJ, will you tell me a story? Okay. I I can tell you some stories. Uh all right. But you know, 
not really like a huge amount beyond about our matches. It's more just going to be like uh, Manishima attended Oriyasu High School where he took part in judo. <laughs> sure, I knew I knew he was a judoka before wrestling. Mm. His instructor uh, Shoji Abe was friends with Masawa and got him ah. uh, a tryout with All Japan. So. Gotcha. He like came in at the tail end of all Japan in like ninety eight and was trained by Masawa and Tawe. I think pretty good group. Yeah, pretty good trainers. <laughs> if you're gonna be trained by anyone, those are good I think, choices. I think it started. He started off being trained by Masawa rather, but then Masawa decided to focus only on Marafuji, so Tawe t- took him on <laughs> took him under his wing and like right. made him his protege, sort of thing. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. Maybe not protege to the level of like Marufuji and Masawa, but you know. Sure, sure. Uh, <clears throat> but I mean, that's not a that's not a huge like I I wouldn't even say that is a step down. Like if you're going from Masawa to yeah, Tawa, it's that's pillar a pillar. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and you're the new guy, so like you know. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh, as I said earlier, he it says that he. Uh, tagged with Riccio as Wild Two, but then there's not really anything about him until t- until 2008. Uh, yeah, so there's uh from like 2003, uh, Marishima started uh wrestling in the US. Uh, f- okay. first it was uh World Wrestling League, uh, which was Harley Races promotion. Uh, so at this point he's so he. He's one of the people who jumps with Misawa, right? From all Japan and joins Noah and stuff. Yes, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh I think, you know, it was it was pretty much everyone, wasn't it? So <laughs> Fair. Uh, I mean a couple of people stayed. Yeah, but like literally a couple of people and we know who they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> uh so yeah, I think after two thousand two thousand and three was when he was first in America with Harley Race, but then he came back mm-hmm. in two thousand and seven to start wrestling with ROH. Yeah. Uh, so he his first match was a loss to Samoa Joe. Then he beat Homicide for the title the next night, uh, and he was the first non-American to hold the title. Which you know, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, and I th- yeah, I, I saw something earlier saying he was the only Japanese person, but I don't know if that's still true. I have no clue on who's held that belt, so... Yeah, so then he defended... Actually, I might be able to check that. Hold on. Titles. ROH World Champion. Let's see. Alright. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to go back to the very first person to hold it. Who Who do you think is the first ROH champion? Oh, I've... Um, oh, um... Oh, I might get this. Just a second. Uh-huh. <sighs> We know his name. I'll say that. I don't. It's not. It's not. No. No. I don't think it's Loki, but he was there. Uh, it is in fact Loki. It's Loki. Okay. All right. It is. I, Loki uh, was the first a... person I thought of, but then I was like, no, that mm-hmm. can't be right. Yeah, it is. It is him. And then we got Savior, who I don't know who it is. Uh, Joe Austin Aries, fuck him. CM Punk, James Gibson, don't know who that is. Brian Danielson, Homicide, Marishima. Uh, and then it keeps keeps going. We got Tyler Black in there, Roderick Strong, mm. Eddie Edwards, Kevin Steen, Adam Cole, baby, uh, <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole for the third time, Dalton Castle. Forgot he was a person who existed. Um, oh, that's rough. 
Matt Taven. Still don't know why, why, his name. Why are you don't know all of the ROH champions right now. Uh, PCO Rush apparently twice, two time champion. Oh, Bandido! I forgot he was ROH champion. I like him. Bandido's nice. <laughs> Sorry, I just that was just that just became a fixation. No worries. No <laughs> Real worries. Quick. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I was just wondering why it was happening, but I was I was willing to oh. let it happen. I just you know. <laughs> I just I just started looking at it and uh kept going. That's all I was. There was no other point to it. God. Um sorry, I've just got to the point in the match where uh Kenta definitely pinned uh, Marishima after yeah. the oh, after yeah. the go to sleep. But but uh you know Yone was supposed to break it up and mm-hmm. they just pretended mm-hmm. he did. Yep, one hundred percent. There's there that and uh, the two funniest moments in the match was definitely that, and then when Kenta is on his knees and Shibata is meant to like jump off it, and instead just, he like slips yeah, and just does takes a regular one step, goes back, does it yeah, again, exactly. has, has a second go at it, just runs at Marishima and Kenta to both stay in place and then just does it over again. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> Um, it's still here's the, again though they're fucking great it still looks good yeah it's so good um, so yeah it, his uh, ROH run looks really impressive it was mostly mm-hmm. like title defenses and and cool tag matches like I've heard I've heard people talk about his ROH run as like potentially the best ROH title run there has ever been mm. well it looked like, it was basically like between big title matches it was like he would team up with Nigel McGuinness to take on Samoa Joe and Homicide, or he would team mm-hmm. up with Chris Hero to take on Nigel McGuinness and Doug Williams. Uh, Sounds pretty fucking good. He eventually defended the belt against McGuinness as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm looking. Okay. He apparent. Okay. Once again, Austin Aries for Austin Aries. He's someone he, he, yep. he defended against Shingo. Okay. Jay Briscoe and Roderick Strong. I want to see most of those, not all of them. <laughs> um, I have no no intention of watching a Jay Briscoe match in my life. Yeah. Um. So it looks like he lost the belt to Nigel McGuinness in the end. Yes. Yes, he did. Uh, and he had like some dark stuff go on with WWE and like other stuff in the US. But then that was pretty much it. Um. Mm-hmm. He says that he, i think he says around that point in like 2008ish that he um plans to return to ROH but he doesn't plan on going after the belt again because he's fully focused mm-hmm. on Noah's heavyweight scene sure, sure um so fuck this is which he does pretty successfully considering like i think by by the end of his career, he's a five-time tag champion, a three-time GHC, GHC heavyweight yeah. champion, and all of his. Like it, it feels like all of his title runs, from what I can, there's not much written about them, but from what I can see, they like seemed like they would be important runs. Like yeah, he won the yeah. belt from Misawa, uh, and he if defended it against Segura, um. Defended it against Riccio after they split up. That was the match we mm-hmm. watched. That was yep. great. Um, but he ended up losing it to Sasaki, which would have been, you know, how Sasaki became the first Triple Crown sure. or whatever. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, yeah. So, but then I think he won it back from Sasaki. Um, 
and continued like defending it against like Akiyama, Saito. Um, oh no, he also was teaming with with Sasaki and won the, and won the GHC tag team titles with him after beating the All after right. winning the heavyweight title from him. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, I really want to see Marishima versus Akiyama and Saito both. Both those matches sound like they would be incredible. Uh, yes. Yeah, so then that this brings us to uh, our second match that we watched: Go versus yes. Marishima. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that might not be the one we watched. Sorry, uh, but I was gonna say he ended up. It's one. It's one of their matches. Yes, he ended up winning the title back from Go. Um, yeah. and I think the match we watched was like Go's second attempt to try and win it back from him. Is that right? I think so. I know Marishima comes in the champion in this. Yeah, and I think this is the this is. This was six months after another one of their title matches, but I don't yeah, know yeah. whether that was the first time when Marishima won it or if this was the second attempt from Go because I think Go had a couple. Um, let me let me check. Uh, this would have been so he wins the title from Go in January of 2012. He defends against Marafuji, Taniguchi, Saito, and then the match we saw is their first, is Go's first attempt at taking it back. Okay. Um, uh, in um, uh, July of 2012. So then, once again, he loses, the, he loses it uh, eventually to Kenta for Kenta's first mm-hmm. heavyweight reign in 2013, yep. and then is the one yep. to win it back from him. Yep. So it seems uh, like he was basically like kind of the new Masawa where he was like the head of the company for a while. That that second reign though, like when he beats Kenta, he only holds the belt for 34 days after that. Yeah, he which he, is like he, he is only a transitional champion, but yes. you know, I feel like you're allowed to be a transitional Still, champion when absolutely. you were the one who lost it to the champion in the first yes, place. One hundred percent. And like the reign just before that, he held it for over a year. Yeah, and like that was a three hundred and seventy-one day reign. And the person he lost it to was Yuji Nagata, who like you mm-hmm. know was from outside the company. Same, uh, but it was like a big deal for him to get the belt. Same as with Sasaki, yeah. where it was like yeah. he was losing to the big strong outsider who had had a presence in Noah and elsewhere before winning the title. So like, you know, it felt like he was used in important places, even when it wasn't his time so to speak you know what i mean i feel like he is like obviously like someone who knows better listening to this can correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like he throughout his entire tenure in noah he was just like the always credible monster Mm. person to put in like I, i was gonna say monster heel but i don't know if he was always in a heel position but like he was just someone all the way up until he because like he retires in 2015. He holds his last championship in 2014 with um, the the tag team championship with Maybach Taniguchi. Yeah. So like he's a credible. And this match with versus Go in 2012, he still looks like he still can go. Yeah, he was. So like he was basically going until he wasn't, and it was because yeah. he ended up leaving due to health concerns. 
Yeah, um, and he still he still uh, challenges for the heavyweight title once in 2014 versus Marafuji. Mm. He doesn't win, but he challenges for it. Yeah, he's still like kind of in the scene the whole time that he's there, like same yeah. as with Takayama, where he's like yeah. he's kind of able. They're able to put him into the top whenever they need him because he's credible, you know, and he can but still like, put Marishima, on the match. But like Morishima looks a lot better than Takayama did towards the end, for sure. I, at that time, probably. But also Takayama. Understandably so. Morishima is younger. Yes, one hundred. Like again, under completely understandable. But still, there's a there is a considerable difference between the the Takayama versus Suzuki match we watched yeah. and the. Marishima Marafuji match that I watched. Yeah, I, I, I also think a lot can be said that, like, you know, Ta- Takayama was doing freak show shoot fights before yes. before uh, Marishima had even started training wrestling. You know? Yes, exactly. Like, there's a there's a considerable difference there. I just I just wanted the parallel to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, Marishima throughout his entire career seems to have been just a fucking beast and he mm. I think he wrestles for 17 years combined and I think he's still out there saying he wants to make a comeback is he? Uh, he's just got I home think from so. hospital I think I, I, I saw at least in like 2018 he said I'm definitely coming back <sighs> So I don't know. I don't like that was three years ago. So maybe he's maybe that something has changed. I don't like, think anyone I, wants to see him back in a ring. No offense. To I him. don't. I, I mean, I'd like yeah, to no, see him like, sure. step into a ring if he's able to at some yes. point, just yes. to like say hello and like be like, "Hey, look, isn't this cool?" I would love to see. I would love to see him in and around the product. I would love to see him on commentary. I would love to see him like shake hands with people and just like yeah, be there but i don't ever want to see him in the dean malenko spot which is like yeah you know the, the, what he did on AEW recently which is like hey here's a veteran who works here who is like legit mm-hmm. really injured but they're well enough to take yeah. this bump so we'll do a yeah. bump that like plays up the real injury because it's like nah dude got paralyzed off a sunset flip like you, uh-huh. you let's let's, let's let's leave it as it was okay like exactly he had a great career let's not yeah. make him bump ever again Let's not aggravate anything that doesn't need to be aggravated. There. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope he doesn't. But like, I yeah. How so? Um, he he retires due to health concerns. Yeah, I, I think Do the, we there's know like any one specifics? last thing to talk about before that. I think, which is Chogobogun. Okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. With uh, with Taniguchi. Yeah. So after so after beating uh, Go for the. GHE heavyweight championship for the second time. Uh, Mirishima, def- oh yeah, we went through that bit. <laughs> went through all the people he <laughs> defends against. Uh, yeah. But yeah, in 2014, uh, when he defeats Kenta for the third time, ta- for the for the to become champion for the third time, uh, mm-hmm. they basically Brave comes out because uh, he he's a part of Brave at the time. Uh, so they like okay. come out to celebrate with him. I think it was Marafuji and someone else. I can't remember who the other person was. But anyway, outruns Tanaguchi and Keno and beats them up. <laughs> and uh, and they form uh, a new uh, group called Chocobogun, which is mm-hmm. Super Violence Army. <laughs> and it's like the new big heels. Uh, yeah. So... They eventually like uh, Hajime O'Hara joins as like Kano's yep. junior partner. Yep. 
And we talked about this. We talked about this a lot or a bit in the uh, Taniguchi episode. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, so yeah, I just wanted to m- make sure that I talked about their yeah, uh, their sure. formation before moving on to his retirement because like that seems like a cool little stable that happened. Really does. Like Keno Keno Taniguchi Morishima and Ohara seems like a fucking group to go up against. Also, there's a video of them and they all carry like big like uh cartoon weapons and i, I think Wonderful. like marishima had like a big fucking uh monster hunter ass hammer <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is it was even a worse attempt during um during cyberfest to try and beat keno with an oversized <laughs> weapon because keno had Keno's already had, had practice marishima had, had taught him all about that okay so exactly. yeah here's something that we haven't touched on yet is apparently keno is like Murashima's like you know he like mentored him but was all, but also they were like best friends sort of thing really yeah um because yeah so here's where <clears throat> here's where we're gonna get into this article I'm gonna link it to you now uh okay. this is a translation on Hisame's blog uh puro program translations.blogspot.com Shout out as always. Yeah, so this is what goes into um like mm. his retirement and stuff. Um I just realized we haven't really talked about the go match, but you know, we've talked about so many go we, matches. We it's a good match. We, I mean, Go and watch we it. We still will talk about it, it's fine. We, as in, we will talk about the match, it's fine that we're not talking about it right this second. Yeah. It's a really, really good match and we will talk about it, but we're on this track now, so it's fine. Yeah, might as well leave that so we're not just ending on this. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so this article... So this, this post this post is from November 9th, 2018. Mm-hmm. It's named Tracks to Traces to Nowhere, the Tragic Story Behind the Takeshi Maroshima Arrest. Yeah, so I, I, I think this is um, a translation of an article that probably existed in a magazine rather than uh something originally written maybe i'm wrong mm-hmm. but uh yeah so this goes into a lot of stuff i'm not gonna you know quote it all obviously but yeah. um it seems you know uh Maroshima had to leave wrestling because in 2015 he got uh what was it what was it called let me just scroll and find the right thing so i can say it properly Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, but while I'm looking for that, I'll just say that. Uh, yeah. So apparently, uh, Maroshima like really struggled with like adjusting to being able to, you know, live life outside of wrestling, sort of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like even while he was still a wrestler, you know, he didn't really socialize with anyone or anything. Um. He he says here. And this was during, as he was in the ring, essentially crying and breaking down, uh, announcing that he was quitting the company. Um, wrestlers are nothing but wrestlers. If I quit as a wrestler, I won't stay in the company. There's no point in staying in the company except to be a wrestler. I will also resign as a director. Uh, I understand that the common sense of wrestlers does not work in the world. Yeah. And, and I think there's a quote from uh, Genichiro, Genichiro Tenryu as well about 
the inhabitants here being really bad at socializing. Uh, both sumo and pro wrestling are isolated from ordinary society. And like wrestlers, you don't have the opportunity to have a family or to be introduced to someone. You basically just have no interaction with outsiders. Yeah, and so um, he he had to quit. He was advised to quit wrestling because he got diagnosed with diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he really didn't want to leave. I think he w- He also yeah, he didn't really have. Apparently, he, like, didn't have any partners or anything because he, like, got bullied for his size growing up. And, yeah. so, and like, he said that, like, he didn't think that, like, any woman would want to be with someone as big as him and stuff like that. So he just, mm-hmm. like, didn't try to develop relationships with people. That hits home. Yeah. Um, you know, very, very, very sad. Um, it also mm-hmm. seems like he became an alcoholic and struggled yeah. a lot with that um like uh it says he Ken- Keno always said that Marishima was a generous person who never let him pay for anything Marishima's kindness was such that when he made his debut he bought young Hitoshi Kumano a steak dinner uh Keno credits him with teaching him how to live as a wrestler and it is a shame that Marishima could not advise on how to live as a person and how to find interests away and outside of wrestling which was something he never did yeah yeah, so he like went into like a depressive spiral by the sounds of it is what it seems like you know obviously it apparently it was like a lot more um the article makes note to say that it's a lot more taboo to talk about like people's mental health and stuff in uh, Mm -hmm. japan than it is in the west so like you know basically no one really speaks about it we can't say what happened like exactly what's gone on but it, it seemed like he had a bit of a depressive spiral and the company just like tried to protect them in the way they could which didn't involve talking about it obviously um Mm -hmm. he planned the retirement match uh but like wasn't well enough because he kept he was like physically he had a lot of chronic injuries but he also like had a lot of anxiety and and paranoia sometimes by the sound of it Mm -hmm. um so yeah he was he eventually like said that he wasn't gonna um he wasn't gonna wrestle um and i think there's something about like he told marafuji that he felt like having to retire was like losing a limb and you know they'd known each other for 18 years at this point from training in all japan Mm -hmm. uh so he said so he said that like he just had to like try and respect his wishes and like let him go away sort of thing but 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 he was like concerned about him and in so in like the next few years while he was away he did a bunch of different jobs like bouncing around he was he was concert security he was a bouncer literally he was a bartender (laughs) he was he made pizzas he delivered fast food he carried luggage he was a doorman uh he worked at a florist like he you know jumped from job to job he just took anything he could find yeah to just to stay afloat essentially yeah and it seems like eventually he ended up um working in a nursing home and got a qualification in medical care 
but then one day he was asked to like train f- train an indie promotion like tra- you know train their 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 wrestlers and uh-huh. like apparently it just like rejuvenated his love and he decided he was going to come back uh, okay. so you know ended up like losing his job at the me- medical care facility at the nursing home because he was like yeah. well I'm going back to wrestling uh and yeah he like set up he i think he he announced at rishi ricky choshu's 40th birthday or or no not his 40th birthday at ricky choshu's like 40th anniversary event or something like that it was like a produced show uh he announced that he was going to come back and host his own event in corican hall on his 40th birthday and it was going to be called this was the this was the genesis event yeah this was genesis yeah um Oh, sorry. Maybe that wasn't at Ricky Choshu's thing, but what maybe what was at Ricky Choshu's thing was uh, he challenged Segura for the GHC title. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, he like looked very uncomfortable the whole time and was like visibly nervous and like closed his eyes to speak and was always just like brushing his hair out of his face and mumbling sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. apparently, like afterwards, he just sort of like fled <laughs> like he was gone immediately afterwards and eventually the, i think there was they featured them on battleman which is like a program that basically just gets a bunch of wrestlers together to talk and he was like very like clearly also nervous and not speaking to anyone and checking his phone and mm-hmm. like barely said a word to saito who was there um Jesus, but but then before he could do his comeback match, would you know like everyone was already worried about like people were already like kind of worried about his mental health and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, he ended up getting rushed to the hospital with severe pain in his feet and was later diagnosed as septic arthritis. Jesus, yeah, which is like something he got because of his diabetes, or rather, yeah, it's yeah. a condition people with diabetes are susceptible to, and he had to have like mm-hmm. emergency surgery and call off the event. Um, yeah. So then it seems like so they never replaced his comeback event with a new with a new event or anything. It was just sort of cancelled, and it seemed and it seemed that at the time a lot of people were worried about him because. Uh, he started like, you know, he started getting heat with wrestlers. People thought he was being rude. Uh, apparently, Kenta says he was like violent when he was drunk. Um, but- Sugura, Sugura calls him a child. Yeah. Uh, Marafuji says he needs to sort himself out, and like the general reaction from like the wrestling world seems to be mostly just like disappointment it it seems like a thing where like people do seem genuinely like concerned for him but like it's yeah. that thing where no matter how concerned for you people are you can you, there's only so many times you can piss someone off before they're like right i know you need help and we all but we're like we all want to give you help and you keep turning us down like what you know what the fuck Makoto. can we do Makoto Hashi, uh, who's an old friend and has, like, again, he's been tagged with them, they've held titles together, says that Marishima needs to make a choice as to what he wants to do. He needs to grow as a person, not as a wrestler. Yeah, so at around the same time, it seems like a lot of people started speculating he was homeless. It seems that, like, mm-hmm. one of the restaurants he worked at, he also lived there 
and like some days he wasn't able to he was still drinking the whole time and like some days he wasn't able to change his clothes uh he would stay on people's couches and things like that like he would stay in the homes of people that he would like go out and meet in bars he would take taxis into town and like drive around until he sp- until like he found some fat like a wrestling bar or like some wrestlers that he knows or something like that and would get other wrestlers or fans to give him money and like pay for his taxis and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. you know it started getting a lot of debt a lot of things went wrong and this eventually leads to in 2018 he gets arrested for attack attacking a taxi driver who <clears throat> pardon me because <clears throat> you know obviously he's done this enough times that eventually what happens is the taxi like he doesn't find anyone to pay for his taxi and the taxi yeah, driver yeah. is like oh you already owe me eighteen thousand yen i'm stopping the taxi Jesus. uh <sighs> so and, and then, then and marishima just yeah, attacks him. well apparently marishima accepted the charges for assault and said there was definitely an argument um apparently he broke the taxi driver's cheekbone i think with a punch uh jesus christ yeah so i think since then i think there has been there have been hints from keno that he is staying in some sort of facility or something um but yeah, no one really knows what's happening with him because he's not in the public eye right now. And, you know, it's like... Which is probably for the which, best. Yeah, which is probably for the best. And it's a case of, like, it seems that the culture there is much more one of when someone's out of the public eye, we don't talk about what they're... You know, we just try and look after them. We don't talk about what they're up to because that's not yeah, what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's so... It's so... I see so many... So I am... Um... I know I've told you this, but I I recently watched for the first time uh, the documentary "The Resurrection of Jake the Snake." Yeah, yeah. And there are so 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 many parallels here, mm. like with being this huge wrestling star, but only ever knowing and like loving wrestling, and like when you get to the point of not being able to do that anymore with with Jake it was because of his addiction problems mm. and with Marishima it's you know obviously addiction as well but uh health related stuff and like to the point where you you just don't believe that you are the person you used to be like um, yeah well a lot of there's a lot a, there's of this, there are a lot of comments written about how he would like walk around mumbling about how he was a star and stuff like that yeah. and would like there yeah, was yeah. a time where apparently he like abused somebody's friend who like worked or uh, abused a worker at his friend's bar who was like cleaning up and was being like I'm 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 a pro wrestling star and you're just you're just mopping up the floor you know like that mm-hmm. sort of thing like it seems like he yeah. did get very you know bitter and I mean, and yeah I mean, Snake has Snake has this uh, quote in the in the documentary where he's like, uh, "Someone came up to him on the street and said, hey, 'Hey, didn't you used to be Jake the Snake?'" And Snake had like nearly punched him in the face mm. for the like, "I didn't used to be Jake I'm the Snake. Jake I am the Jake snake. the Snake." Yeah, exactly. And like, that's the, like I that's the exact same thing. That it sounds like was happening with Marishima, right? Like, just like he. And obviously Jake was able to get help and was able to get the, the like an, an incredible support network through 
DDP and Scott Hall, mm-hmm. who also needed all that help, but like was able to actually pull himself back up. And so I, yeah, God, I, God, I hope Marishima manages to like, I, I'm not hoping for him to like return to wrestling, but like, I'm, I just hope he's doing good. Yeah. Like I would, you know, I almost, it's not even that I want to know he's doing well necessarily. Cause it's like, if I start seeing things about him now, then that could be a sign that he's like trying to do the same thing again, sort of thing. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, hard in that sense, but you know, just, I hope, he manages to find something else to do with his life. I hope he manages to, really? yeah. you know. I hope he manages to find some other joy, like something else that yeah, find some people who him love him for him reasons happy. that aren't related to wrestling. Yeah, and like the 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 confidence to love himself for mm. reasons that aren't related to wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. But yeah, so he, it, it seems that. So we can't say what's going on now in terms of who's still in contact with him, what people's thoughts on him now are, like who he's, if he's getting help, you know, what the, we can't say solidly no or anything, but like yeah. before the incident with the cabbie and he got arrested, there was, um, it seemed like he, it seemed like he was putting, it was like he was just getting blacklisted from every, like, you know, like he spent all his time driving around to bars and stuff like that, but he was getting banned from like every bar he went to because he kept going back and harassing customers for money and things like that so like it was even just like from like a a social level of like most of the bars he would go to have banned him sort of thing of like he he is kind he was kind of cutting himself off from that world even though it was not what he was trying to do I mean, I, I guess that's why Keno was like begging him not to come back to Tokyo. Yeah, but apparently, it, anyway, apparently, you know? it was also happening. It was happening in the place he was. Yeah, so it yeah. was happening away from Tokyo. So I can definitely see why he wouldn't want him to come back. And like, because of course, you know, if if this is what is unhealthy for you, then like right now, if this is what is causing this, then being here yeah. where so much more is happening is not gonna help. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. The his favorite bar was apparently someplace called the Stanley Bar and that was the manager Sano's says bar. he has never Okay. The manager says he has never once seen him sober. Yeah, I think that was a uh, Sano's bar. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so hopefully so he's rough. doing better now. We can't really say either way, but the, fa- it, the fact that we haven't heard a word about nor from him for three years feels like a good gives sign. Me hope. Yeah. yeah, it really does. It it feels like you know, like this article takes a bit of a tone, which, you know, yes. is not one that I would say I'm signing off on towards no, the no, end. No. Uh because, like, it, it the article comes to the conclusion of, like, what we need to do is institutionalize this man, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't say mm-hmm. we should put this man in prison, but it says we should put this man in a secure unit. Uh, he said, I think I think it says specifically, like, he needs to be court-ordered to deal with his problems or something yeah, like that. Yeah, which, like... <sighs> People it's don't really hard. understand no. addiction and like how harmful the institutions set up to help people with addiction can be to them. Like yeah. it's so like I'm not saying that that's like wrong, but I'm saying that's definitely not something that is entirely right. Like that no. you know. Speaking speaking as someone who has a uh, very intimate experience with. Uh, recovery facilities and rehab clinics and that kind of stuff mm. due to uh, uh, recent experiences with my father mm. uh, and 
people being ordered to be at those kinds of places, I can say for sure that, like, while yes, they can help, absolutely, they are not, like, you need an incredibly good network yeah, and you resources. you need support outside and, of those facilities yeah, so that you're like not just those, on an island. Yes, exactly. Like, because if you, if you just come back from a place like that, and, and, like, there are a lot of places like that which really aren't good as well, like, that are just genuinely like nightmare places. yeah let's, let's not forget like, that the most common like way to treat alcoholic alcoholism in the world mm-hmm. is with the 12-step program which is literally yeah. like a christian cult thing like yeah yeah i mean my fucking my fucking cousin who has a uh uh years-long severe uh drugs addiction has been ordered court ordered to six different rehab facilities mm. and like four of them were just like christian institutes where he was forced to pray three times a day yeah it's like and that was supposed to solve his troubles and that is in sweden which is the most secular country in the world yeah like even 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 in somewhere that it prides itself on secularism like the mm -hmm. the things that are available under capitalism are often funded by people with ulterior motives even charities a lot of the time it's horrific yeah and so like a while it certainly like if you have if you get sent to a facility that is good of which there are not many but they do exist um then yes that can be a great start but if you come home from that experience and you don't have a solid support network and you don't have the willing and the drive in yourself to 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 get better if you haven't found the reason why yet for yourself mm. Then you're just gonna fall back down, and again. you also and need to de- you need to develop need, certain skills support. to be able to yes. avoid like falling into old patterns of behavior, and you need people around you, need you to help you mechanisms. do that. You need yeah, one hundred percent. Like there is so much that goes into it, and being court or like getting court ordered for a few months to be at a rehab facility is not going to be enough. Mm. And the fact that we haven't heard anything from him or about him again for three years gives me some hope that maybe he has something and that maybe like if he's not making noise that presumably means that he's not trying to get back into the public eye Mm, but also i think i think another thing not to like you know not to be a downer on this already you know like quite serious (laughs) thing but like yeah yeah no one had heard of him the last time he was gone for three years either (laughs) And that's true. Like, that's true. Like he was out in public, like just doing normal everyday jobs, and no yeah, one was talking yeah. about it. It was like no, it was never written about that he was in this place, and people had got a picture of him or anything like that. Like he was just mm-hmm. able to go around and and do what he, you know, I was gonna say yeah. what he needed to do, but you know, like he still, you know, life was hard. Think that he needed mm-hmm. money. He probably didn't have enough. He was probably spending most of it on his addiction, like you yeah, know, one hundred percent. If he if he went like if he went around like that, gathering debts for taxi drivers from taxi drivers and like drinking every night like that, then yeah, he would have spent a lot of money doing mm. that. And that, from the sounds of it, that used to be his daily activity for like a long time. And like, yeah, you know, maybe we can at least take solace of like, you know, well, ho- hopefully he's lost that cachet in in that way of like he he won't have access to that now but like Mm -hmm. 
you know, maybe he's just working a job somewhere. Maybe that's just what he's up to. I hope you know so. What I, mean? I hope so. Hopefully he's built, like, hopefully he has support from the people who still love him mm. and new people that have come to care about him. And hopefully he has something to do that he's passionate about. And like, I don't, I don't know. I just hope he's doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> I really just hope he's doing, I feel like... I get why people would lose faith in him and lose esteem for him, but all I feel is empathy. Yeah, I think like, you know. I think if you if you've so ever had like someone who deal with with addiction stuff in your in your life, you can un- mm-hmm. you can understand you know both sides of it. Of like, well, yeah. this person can hurt me so much that like I don't can't be involved anymore, or or yeah. at least I need to be involved from like arm's length or whatever. But yep. like. Yep that you know even if you come to hate them because of how they've hurt yeah like most of the time you still want them to get better you still want that yes. you still want that to not be the case for them anymore you still because fundamentally because fundamentally I, i'm speaking from my own experience but like in both the case with my dad and with my cousin i've i've come to realize that i've never come and i've had feelings of hate towards both of them mm. Uh, but I've come to realize that the thing I hated was the addiction, not the person. Like yeah. there, I I didn't I, I I never hated the actual people, even though that is what I thought I did. But like in reality, it was the addiction, right? Mm. And I feel like that, like if you remove the addiction, it can be like you will ever for be a recovering, uh, recovering from it. But you can defeat it, like you can. Um, yeah, I mean, there have been there have been so many different. I, like honestly, like the way people say, like you know, addiction is a disease and stuff like that. That's yeah. like a thing I don't buy into. That sort of turns my stomach a little bit. Of like, no, you're just you, you're not really understanding what's happening here. But you know, there have genuinely been a lot of studies that show, like, um, well, that you know that that it fits more of like. I th- I think like a social un- a so understanding the social model of disability can be better a mm-hmm. better way to understand like how addiction operates in people's day to day life because it's like because uh, there there have been loads of studies that show that it is more more of a social thing like the, the you know yeah um so like this quick two minutes like the social model of disability for people who aren't aware is like the idea of like well you have your disability but then you have your impairment and like your impairment is what is like actually maybe physically an issue for you you like you know say like if if you have a if you have a broken left leg your left leg is impaired that the break is the impairment but yeah. the disability is the social element of like what is and isn't accessible to you which can be which is socially oriented like you know if a building has a wheelchair ramp like that's a social issue like you're you're not being you're not disabled because you can't walk upstairs you're disabled because they put shit they put fucking stairs in front of the shop like why can't i just walk mm-hmm. in you know what i mean yeah like yeah. i mean listen to listen to the word disabled yeah like it isn't describing it isn't describing the physical or mental impairment someone is experiencing it's describing somebody's uh, lack of ability to do things that they sh- quote unquote should be able to do mm. 
And the only reason they can't do them is because that's not how society was designed. Yeah, it wasn't designed with them in mind. Yeah, so so that's like roughly like what 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 I meant what I meant by social model of disability. If you haven't heard yeah, that yeah. before, um, speaking to the listeners, not just to you there. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, so but like there have been loads of studies. Uh, you know, both like very chemical like old school science like lab rat studies and also you know like social studies that show that like no what you actually need to do for addicts is like try and accommodate their other needs like you know Mm -hmm. people aren't like addicted for no reason they're addicted because like the world is fucking shit and it's really hard to deal with like and and you know there are there if you adapt someone's environment that does like more to treat their addiction than just like you know whatever these fucking programs are that tell you you've got to you know accept that you're utterly powerless and accept god's will over you or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and again and again that is like again back to back to uh the the resurrection of jake the snake that's literally the first step their first step is, uh, like, tell him, hey, your environment is, like, a huge part in what's causing you so much pain. Like, come live with us in Atlanta. Like, mm. come live with me in my... the <laughs> DDP calls it his accountability crib. Oh my which god. Which is... It's fucking bullshit, but it's Basically like, it's, his it's own just... personal rehab clinic. <laughs> Yes, it's genuinely. But, like, it is a place where, like, he is surrounded by friends and, like, Jake becomes, comes to a place where he gets food, like, he gets, he gets food, either other people cook for him or he cooks for them. He gets to, he gets a solid workout regimen that helps him, like, restore his body. Uh, Again, a need of his. He gets to be surrounded by people who love and care and support him every day. Like, people who he knows through all of his contacts in the business and people that he really likes and enjoys. He gets contact back with his children. Like, again, like you said, all those other needs around it. Mm. And that, all of that is needed to help you, to help pull you out from, from the addiction side of it, right? Mm. Like, because you need, you need the, it's not just to quote unquote, get rid of the desire for uh alcohol and drugs in jake's case but like you need the restoration of the rest of the life and uh access around it too to make to to uh as jake describes it to like restore the sense that he was an actual person Mm. again yeah i know like speaking personally like i know it's not the same for everyone but like I- i've had yeah. like problems with drugs and alcohol but like mm-hmm. i've never been in a situation where i felt like i was chemically addicted even where yeah. you know like even if i was in positions where like my body was fucking breaking down in like really obvious ways and i was having to go to the hospital <laughs> because of it like even yeah. in those situations like i felt like as soon as something happened that made me decide to stop or that like you know i didn't feel i didn't feel like when whenever i like if i took another drink or like did some more drugs or whatever i felt like what it was was it it wasn't my body needing this particular chemical it was my brain being like i can't handle being sober right now i know you don't want to do this but we're just gonna do it anyway (laughs) yep 100 percent. it becomes a 
becomes an escape coping mechanism yeah and like i can still like have a drink on the weekend and only have one and be fine and like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like it's not it's not alcohol that was the issue it was i was in a very shitty place in my life (laughs) so so i couldn't stop drinking yeah 100 percent. i got yeah i i hope marishima manages to get the help he needs yeah me too help he needed like maybe maybe he's maybe he's already well along his journey of recovery and we just yeah don't we don't know we don't need to know but we wish I the best for the him case. yeah extremely so i i feel nothing but but the deepest empathy for him not just because he was a fantastic pro wrestler no, yeah. that we absolutely loved but just as a person because fuck man that's such yeah, just a people don't like it you know it's such a heartbreaking story like we a lot of the stuff that we just talked about includes him like being an asshole like obviously he yes, was like 100%. still an asshole that doesn't mean like yes, we yes. shouldn't care about him <laughs> no no not at all um yeah we <laughs> We should put a content warning. Oh, don't worry. Episode. I'm definitely uh, going to. And and yeah, I knew good, good, I knew good. we would need to like just yep. because uh, you know. But but I you know I I'll, I'll just say, shall we? Shall I, you know? I know we said we were probably going to talk about the other match again, but I think should we should we do you want to end it here and so then we'll have a clean like well from this point we started talking about like addiction and alcoholism you know, and stuff. I think I think so. I think like we. The the I what I'll say about the go match is it's really good mm. and you should watch it. It's a very very good. Match. Yeah, that's why go... I said that earlier because I felt like after all yeah. the detail we went in for the tag match, I didn't really yes. need to say more about the go match. Like it's a go main event. Things... It's great. Yeah, go and watch. And the it. things we said and the things we said about Morishima still applies all those years later. Like mm. it's yeah, it's really good. Yeah, there's like what there's um, like seven years between these matches. You wouldn't fucking know. You wouldn't know. Yeah, you really wouldn't. The only thing that's changed is how luscious his hair is. <laughs> his hair is so good. His hair's great. Dude, his hair is fucking incredible. I know I know you were like not sold on it in the beginning. But it, like it's 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 iconic in it. And it and it and it did genuinely get like healthier and stuff for a while. It look it looks like he takes care way, of it for a long time. It looks the really way nice. it flows, the way it has this all that volume just like flowing around as he fucking lariats someone into the spirit realm. It's so good. He he looks so good. And he looks like he he has that like face that just if he wasn't murdering someone, I would think he looked really friendly. Yeah. And really like cuddly. And he's just uh oh, God, yeah, I I like him a lot. I I'm gonna watch more of his matches for sure, and just like hoping and just hoping beyond all hope that he's doing good, and that yeah, everything we just said, honestly, mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't think we have a I don't think we have like a particular song to go out on. The only theme I was able to find on YouTube was his ROH theme. Oh, I've got like um, some old. Noah stuff downloaded. So if he's got a th- if okay. he's got a theme in there, I'll find it. Um, yeah, but he does have he does have a theme. I just didn't see anyone that was like he didn't have. It doesn't seem like he had like an iconic theme or anything like that. Okay, well I, I should be able to find some of his theme music to play yeah. unless you'd like to play something else. No, that's fair enough. Uh, whatever whatever we find will be good. All right. Um, if you would like to find us on Twitter, you can do that at 2x2cast. Uh, you can find AJ at more guillotines. 
you can find our Patreon at two, at patreon.com slash 2 by 2 uh, There you can find watch-alongs, bonus episodes, uh, clip shows called uh, Not Paid by the Hour, where we you get the stuff that gets cut from these recordings uh, and, and when we go stuff. off on tangents. Sometimes we're and just hanging out well. and, and, put them yes. and turn the mic on. Sometimes 100%. we will intentionally just talk about stuff that isn't wrestling before or after yep. a recording. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so if you just want more of us hanging out, or if you want to watch wrestling uh, alongside us with us in your ears, commentating the matches that, or not commentating but reacting to the matches, you know, go go there for for as little as a dollar a month. You can you can get all that, and you also get access to our Discord server, which is a nice nice place to talk wrestling. It's it's a cool it's a cool chill place. Yeah, share matches. Uh, yeah. watch Noah live sometimes. Yeah. I haven't been doing yeah. that recently because I'm behind, but I'm catching up. Uh, likewise oh yeah it's but just yeah, it's, been, a... it's just been our anniversary we've been doing this for a year now oh right yes we yes, didn't like make a that. big deal out of it we didn't do a special episode or anything that's most like, that's mostly because we forgot it yeah i did realize two days afterwards because i was yeah, yeah. uh someone mentioned someone uh from the southpaw discord uh was mm-hmm. like oh i just went back and listened to the first episode that was have you got links so i can what, what uh so I can watch those matches and I was like oh yeah we usually put them in the description but then I realised that was literally the first episode so we hadn't done that yet uh, uh, oh, God. but yeah so and then God, so it was me first... going back to like check if there were links or yeah. not I was like oh yeah. 5th of August oh it's the 7th <laughs> of August uh, or, or whatever the fuck you know God, people people shouldn't listen to that first episode I mean, it, was, it wasn't awful Okay. It wasn't awful. If you say so. It was not as good so. as some of our um, as what immediately followed. I think I think we really <laughs> hit a stride in episode two. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Episode two to twenty three is a really God. good run. <laughs> episode two to whatever the current yeah. one yeah, is. It was our first really time doing run. it. It was you know That's true. we got a bit yeah. too into the nitty-gritty than we like to and <laughs> yes, and you can yes, tell that because we haven't really been as detailed as that since no no never but we still I mean, get into us... the weeds sometimes we do we do but like there's a reason that's our longest episode to date i think it's like two hours or something just us going to through be fair it was also it was also that we watched like two of the most epic matches in noah's history <laughs> at that point like yes, it was like yes, that's true well, maybe that's really overstated. I feel like people really overlooked Go versus Marafuji as a match. I do too. Uh, it's really good. It's so good. But also, that was like, you know, the rest of the matches he had in that run sort of overshadow <laughs> it a bit. I mean, it's like, it's the same way people overlook uh, a lot of matches in the in Okada's, like, huge run, right? Mm. Like we remember, we remember the we remember the Shibata defense. We remember the Omega defenses. Uh, God, I don't even like those. Those may be the only ones, honestly, that like spring to mind <laughs> from his thirteen defense sucks. run. Yeah, exactly. Which sucks. That's fuck. That's fucking horrendous. Suzuki right? must have been one of them. Tanahashi uh, must Tanahashi have been like two was of them. one of them. Tanahashi was Tanahashi was two. Of, Tanahashi was the one he broke the streak with, or broke the uh, record. Oh yeah, with, wasn't it going to be? It was like either he breaks Tanahashi's streak after beating him, or Tanahashi would would like get the most title reigns back from him, or something like that. If he beats him, something like that, like I a record it, was going to be broken. 
I think it was that if um, Okada beat Tanahashi, he was going to like break the record for most most amounts of successful defenses mm. uh, in a row. And if Tanahashi won, he was going to break the record for most amounts of heavyweight like belts held. Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah. Anyway, fucking. Tanahashi versus Goshiyasaki, give it to me. Okada versus Goshiyasaki, give it to me. God, that would be that's like the ultimate ace match. I really haven't is. been watching New Japan, but I hear Okada's injured. Yeah. I hope he gets well. Uh, I hear Okada's injured, and I know Shingo and Bushi have tested positive for COVID. Oh Christ! So I hope I hope they I hope they do good. I hope they do yeah. good, and I hope that whoever decided to win, uh, bring Will Osprey back <sighs> gets dumped in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> Christ. Together will with Osprey. And then that ditch to be filled with cement and uh will fade out. Imagine flying <laughs> anyone in from the UK to... right now. I fucking Imagine flying in anyone from our little fucking plague island. Apparently Daniel Bryan is like really wanting to work Osprey and it's like apparently a huge thing for him. That's yeah. Too. I wouldn't it's be surprised. It's so disappointing. Yeah. It's so it's just god, I don't I don't well, I think it's I because do. it's it's the same thing as like how Ke- it's the same thing as Kenny like seeing Os- like himself in Osprey of like of course Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan does like cuz yeah. he's not the technical wrestler but he's you know the kid who like wrestled in his own backyard and got all big on his tiny little island while he was still yeah, young yeah. and then got mm-hmm. out there and made it else and like became the biggest one of the biggest juniors in japan like and, yep. you know like yeah. of of course he loves them <laughs> yeah well on that note Ugh. come to come to our patreon to hear us uh watch morishima's roh run maybe not all of them but at least a number of them because uh, we really want to watch that, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to do probably that soon. record it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'll. I'll do it uh, anytime. Also, like a great time. I think maybe our next episode, and I'm just gonna say this on the podcast because I'll forget it or if I don't say it right now, is yeah. uh, we need to record that episode with Darcy where they pitch us wrestling gimmicks. Yes, absolutely. We should record so maybe that. 100%. The, so maybe the next episode isn't about yeah. wrestling. <laughs> we'll see. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, that can be that can be an unlocked bonus episode. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> who who do you think who do you have like a, I do you have like a pressing need for who who or what our next like full episode should be on? No pressing needs at the moment. Um, okay. Okay. I I still have like I'll, we've talked. No mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yone is a great alternative as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brave would be great to dive into because, yeah. like, No Mercy, the No Mercy Brave should probably be should like probably a series be to- of some kind. They should probably be together. That yeah, should probably be its yeah. own thing. I think so too. I think so too. Um, and yeah, there's just there's just a lot of like Rikio. Uh, God, we should do a Rikio episode. Absolutely, we should do a Rikio episode. I mean, there's. I like, just want to see another Muso. Very... I love seeing Musos. Musos are so good. Ooh, but you know what? Maybe, maybe we do a, uh, maybe we do an Ishimori episode. Ooh, okay, okay. Defato back in the junior division, all right. Or a, or a, or a Kanemaru episode, perhaps. Okay, yeah, we, those are ones that we've been wanting to do for ages, but haven't thought yeah, of recently, yeah. so. 
Um, you'll see. Yeah, you'll see. Uh, Those listener, are some teasers listener, for you. You'll see. Yeah. Oh, uh, also on our Patreon, match votes. You can vote on which matches we actually cover in these episodes. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't happen for every episode, but happened for today's yep. one. It did. Because uh, some, sometimes AJ and I are like, oh, we're covering this person. Well, these are the matches we want to watch, and we're not going to let the audience yeah, uh, mess with that. Sometimes we don't find enough for there to be a vote. That is also uh, true. But, but, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, here's like six great matches. Let's just throw them all yep. up and see which ones get voted on the most. Uh, yep, and that's exactly. how we've picked the great matches we watched today. So thanks to our yep. Patreons. Patrons. Thank you Shit, to our I Patreons. did this. Th- I did the things I hate when every podcaster does it. I, uh, <laughs> Thanks uh, to our thank patrons. you. I think there's six of you. Thank you all yeah, so much. Yeah, I think much. there's currently six deeply, of you. That's deeply. appreciated. Yeah, you are. You are currently. You are currently paying for our DDT World uh, Wrestle Universe subscription, and I we really appreciate and, uh, it. And IWTV subscription as well, which we, you know, also, yes, hasn't yes. really made it onto the show much yet. But might we've, in future, we've used it. Might in, in future. We've used it in a couple bonus episodes. Yeah. I really need to go piss. Can we end this, please? <laughs> I'm, I'm like desperate. Yes, yes, okay. we can. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>